Hello, my cutie patootie, and welcome back to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, and it is Miss Jade Beale, who is an amazing photographer, artist, and body image activist based out of Arizona. I first saw Jade on the Embrace documentary, and she blew my mind, not with just her work, but also with her... Um, her way of speaking about bodies and embracing what we've given. So I'm going to, I'm not going to go into too much detail here. So uh, jump right into the conversation because it is one you do not want to miss. All right, everyone. I am super excited because I am here with one of the people that inspired me in my photography journey. And uh, we just recently kind of started chatting on Instagram, maybe about a year ago, and that is Miss Jade Beale. So, Miss Jade, how would you just self-describe yourself? How to describe myself? Mm. A wild woman facilitating. Let me say that again. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought about this. I feel so non-existent lately. It's hard to even... Like, I feel just a part of the spaciousness of life lately. So yeah. trippy, um, doing a lot of spiritual work. Um, but if I were to describe myself, I am, I'm a wild woman that helps guide folks back to their sensual divine. That's how I describe myself. I love that. And I think that's like, you and I are very similar in that way in that we go first. Like, we are like, well, okay, I'm going to go into this dark, icky, like space for myself so that I can help lead other people through it when it's their time to go. Um, yeah. And so when I first heard about you was on the Embrace documentary years ago. I don't even remember, like 2014, 15. Yeah, 14. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. And uh, I just remember like, seeing you talk about like why would we photoshop these things out and you're like if you have a pimple that's just what you have that day like it's not a bad thing and in that moment I was like defensive about my use of photoshop so I was like well I mean there's nothing wrong with it you know um and now now I'm like no it's just a documentation of who you are as a person it's not it doesn't mean anything more than that's what it is and so you were instrumental in my journey to uh to doing the work that I do so I want to thank you so much for doing that ahead of the time that it was cool to do that thank you I love that story I love that because you know now I feel like you're my teacher I love listening to your podcast and the stuff that you have now um, have uncovered is truly inspiring. I love that. That's how we do this thing, you know, and I love that it bothered you when I said no Photoshop, like, I'm like, yes, that, and then you, you're the kind of person who takes something when you're bothered and you look at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And that's the thing is once I learn, like when I feel that hesitation or resistance to something somebody says or does is to not like be mad at that person, but rather to look inward and say, hmm, why did that make me uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And to do that inner work. And it totally transformed, obviously, the work that I do. So you were um, what I call an expander for me to see that there was other ways to do photography than the one way um, that I had been um, consuming photography, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it really was awesome. And I was like, one day I'm going to meet her and it's going to be awesome. So I manifested it. <laughs> yeah. And then you like slid into my DMs and I was mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, don't freak out. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, just that cool. Um, and it was awesome. And then you invited me to participate in your, um, what do you, what do you call the group that you have, uh, on, like online? It's, it's like a community group that I do. It's like 12 week sort of, um, intensives around body image and sisterhood and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so tell me a little bit, like what, where did that come from for you? Cause that is, is that relatively new well, relatively It is new in the scheme of things, but like, um, so what made you decide like, oh, I want to foster this, like almost community now, instead of me doing all the work, I want to like create this community about it. What kind of brought that on for you? Oh, honey, it's, it's been a long time coming. So 
I've been working solo since I was 18. I've been self-employed since I was 18. I was a massage therapist because I couldn't figure out how to do photography the way I wanted to do it. Cause I fell in love with photography in 1997 when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've been a solo person for freaking ever, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's good. I'm proud of myself. And I'm so, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to find ways how to collaborate with like-minded folks that inspire me. I'm still figuring it out. I haven't mastered that yet, but those groups were, were my hope for that. So they could try to bring in people so I could hear their juicy nuggets of wisdom to people who I'm holding a safe container for, for 12 weeks, you know, yeah. and yeah, I, I still, I would love, I would love to take it bigger. I want to, I want to work with folks like you, like regularly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah. So what, um, in your communities, like you mentioned, you talk obviously about body image and just like soul things and delicious goodness. I always, I was telling my friend about you that's traveling with me across Canada. I was like, oh, I love listening to Jade talk because it's always poetic. Like you're like, oh, it's just juicy and delicious when you talk <laughs> about like bodies and things like that. And I just love when people use language like that. And so when you started creating like this container for people to kind of express themselves how did that change you as Mm -hmm. the facilitator right because when we go into it we're like this is for other people um which is Mm -hmm. so much easier but then how did that change you well you know I didn't get successful with photography until I did do it for me so I fell in love with imagery in 1987 obsessed drove to Panama in a pickup truck with my camera and a cooler full of film you know, just, just obsessed with photography. But what I was really drawn to was uh, a bare body on a backdrop. It's yeah. always been at studio lighting, just a bare body. Then it was my friends who allowed me to photograph them um, as a teenager. And, and, and it was wonderful. And then I, you know, I, I loved photographing folks, but couldn't quite figure out the business aspect of it. And it wasn't, and then I really wanted, I, when I moved to Tucson um, in 2007, back to Tucson, I grew up here, but I moved back to Tucson. I really want to do more photography. So I started photographing yoga folks. And, and again, I mostly wanted to photograph naked folks, <laughs> my backdrop, but I wasn't doing it myself. Okay. I wasn't doing the self-portraits, all the photos. And back then I, I got on um, Facebook pretty early. And I shared a lot. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my platform photos and writing. Yay. (laughs) This is it. And so I instantly started using it like a blog and all the photos, Terry, that I'd post on myself were photoshopped heavily. Really? Heavily. Interesting. This is like 2008, between 2009, maybe to 2011. Yeah. See, it was a lot longer time, but now that I'm saying yeah. it, it doesn't sound like that long, but during that time, there was a lot of fakeness and to the point that I would see folks at the grocery store and they'd be like, are you Jade? They wouldn't <laughs> recognize me. That's and that felt yucky. Yeah. And so I knew there was just something there. And so of course, body image issues, disordered eating all my life, all the things. And then I got pregnant, had this baby and I had this very different body than ever had big, big trauma. It was just someone who was obsessed with um, diet culture mm. and, and valued myself deeply on how thin I could be because that's where I thought it was safe to be. Yeah. And then my body changed a lot. I gained, I, I, my body expanded beautifully when I was pregnant, all the doctors were like, it's too much, it's too much. And I, my deep inner wisdom said, you know, it's just, it's just enough. It's good. You're good. But the, I call her Stacy. Stacy is my ego. And she likes to tell me to like, get in line to lose the weight. You know, yeah. you know, oh, one's yeah. going to love you. You know, she idolizes Kate Moss from the nineties and she's so a Stacey, hardcore fitness trainer. She's hardcore, you know, and she's just trying to keep me safe. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, Stacy, she doesn't run the show anymore, but she used to run the show. Right. So yeah. anyways, I take these little portraits with my five week old son, my body totally different than I'd ever had it. Like, all right, I get to take the self-love for real. This is in 2012, by the way, 2012 yeah, this is before body positivity yes. really hit mainstream. 
And I take my son to the studio, postpartum depression, didn't even really understand it at the time. Mm-hmm. Go to my studio and take these portraits. And I didn't Photoshop them for the first time ever. Like, no, we're going to tell the truth. Mm. And it's really scary. I'm getting goosebumps talking about right now because it's really scary. Yeah, I literally got goosebumps. So I looked at those photos and I was like, oh gosh. But I knew I had to freaking do it. I knew it. Something in me, my deeper wisdom overrode Stacy. And like we went and we posted those photos on Facebook. And then my life literally changed. Yeah. So, and there was like, and then um, there was photos after that too, like about menstruation. That was one that you posted that like went wild on social media. I remember seeing that one come across. Like that was a lot later once I was a little more well-versed. Yeah, (laughs) but it was, it was wild. Like when, so when I found you, that was obviously like two to three years into that because of the documentary. So Mm. at that point, yeah, you you basically were one of the first people to really change the way bodies could be seen, not just, um, not just without Photoshop, but also from the woman's perspective. Yes. I think because a lot of times when we see, have seen nude women in portraits, even if like Peter Lindbergh didn't really Photoshop too much, but he photographed very stereotypical Mm -hmm. models. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you were able to be like, here's the truth. Mm -hmm. right and like I'm sure did you receive not so great feedback as well as positive feedback on those images you know I think at the beginning I don't remember receiving bad feedback then but (laughs) I had to put myself into therapy and coaching to learn how to deal with the hurtful feedback that one Mm. is subject to online but yeah and those particular ones, I don't remember that. I think I was so overwhelmed. I mean, all of a sudden my inbox was like, I didn't know what <laughs> had just happened. I yeah. struck a nerve, you know, and, and it's, you know, that was just my first step. Yeah. That was me saying enough, but I still had another 10 years to work on my own disordered eating my own body, you know, just, I had so much that I still got to learn mm. and, um, you know, there's, I love the work of Nicole Sachs. She's an incredible therapist. And it's, it takes, she says it, it takes 10 years. I mean, it takes all this time to walk into the woods, right. To walk into the, into the woods of all the hard stuff of, you know, I, 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 I can't remember a time I did an ayahuasca ceremony recently. <laughs> and I couldn't remember a time, even baby girl, Jade, where she said, I love this body. Oh. I couldn't remember a time. So I've been walking into the woods up until that point. I was 33 when I had my son of just like, this is not enough. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good mm. for all my life. So to come back out of the woods is going to take time too. Yeah. I still get to work on it today. It's a juicy, gorgeous practice. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, you cannot expect it took you 35 plus years to get to this point. It's going to take you at least another 35 to just get back to neutral exactly. and like the love aspect. And it has to be a practice. Has it to. can't just be like, oh, I'm going to like take one self-portrait and then ta-da, it's all fixed. It's like, oh no, you got to take multiple self-portraits and see yourself from multiple angles and have feedback from people. And there's so much that starts coming out. So when you kind of like started working through the body image stuff, was that just the tip of the iceberg for the rest of it for you? Right? Because I find body, our bodies become the scapegoats for the Mm -hmm. rest of the shame and um, Mm -hmm. disgust almost that we have for who we are as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that for me, that first step was huge. And a lot of folks assumed I had just conquered body image, you know, and that was put on me too, which was a whole other thing because I hadn't conquered body image, but I loved bodies on a backdrop that I knew (laughs) it was harder for me to see my own because my survival and all of my body hatred, since I can, I can't even remember a time when I actually did enjoy this body. Um, that took, that was a different process, but to be able to admire and love a gorgeous body that I hadn't seen in, in the teen magazines that I grew up with, that was super exciting for me because it wasn't my survival. I could see the gorgeousness, just no problem. Easy peasy. Stacy wasn't in charge then because I was fully in charge of like, holy crap, 
this is a masterpiece. I've never seen it. Almost all my photo shoots, I cry because I can't even handle it. I can't handle it. And I just want that body on a simple backdrop. And I want to just devour it in its perfection and its divinity and a sensual relationship. Because I photograph mostly women and people who identify as women. But I, I like the sensual relationship I get to have with my clients, not sexual but a sensual, safe environment for us to be women together, for us to celebrate beauty, which I deeply believe is something I came here to do, is to celebrate beauty. Celebrating my own beauty, well, that has a lot of trauma and a lot of other stuff wrapped into it. And that's something I've gotten to to heal and, and master. And the more I do that, the juicier I show up for my clients too. Yeah. And that's something, did you ever have a feeling of imposter syndrome at any point <laughs> when, you were, <laughs> when you were shooting clients because you hadn't had it? Oh, figured? honey. This is Total. something that comes up with a lot of, like, obviously I work a lot with boudoir photographers specifically yeah. or people that photograph women in more of an intimate nature. And now we're seeing that most of them do it for like reclaiming body and stuff like that. But they're mm-hmm. like, oh, but I feel like a fraud because I don't mm-hmm. love myself, but mm-hmm. I want you to love yourself. So mm-hmm. how did you kind of wrap your head around that if you have? And like, how have you- oh, I totally have. I yeah. totally have, but it took a long time. Yeah. So how did you make peace with that eventually that like, as long as I'm actively doing the practice, I'm not a fraud. Mm-hmm. Is what yeah. Oh, it was so hard, Terry. Like, oh my goodness. You know, I love this work. And I, like I was saying just a minute ago, I could hold space and just I could see past the inherited beliefs around beauty and all the BS. And I could see the divinity of my client, vulnerable, scared, tender, brave, proud, excited, you know, just all of the things, you know, and I could see that. And then, yeah, they would leave and I would sit there and I'd be like, oh, I gotta go for a run, you know, and that was exhausting. It nearly took photography away from me. I wow. almost was like, I can't do this anymore. It was so exhausting. It took my energy. It felt horrible. It mm-hmm. felt horrible. But I still, like, again, that inner, that, that super wise woman voice was like, but you love doing this. Mm-hmm. We just get to figure out why it is so hard for you to give yourself the same space you give another folks. Okay. And that's when I finally had to get real. Luckily I live in the same town as Jess Baker, who is from the militant Baker. So I had excellent resources nearby. I got to, uh, I got to go get some coaching with her and, you know, I, I tapped into my resources like, okay, what is up with this? Why is this so hard for me? It's going to destroy everything I love. This Mm -hmm. narrative is going to destroy if I continue to go this way. And so, yeah, I, and then also it was therapy and it was all these other things to really be like, oh, actually, okay, that's my survival mechanism. I literally inherited a belief that my body shape is my value. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time that I believed that. So I got to have compassion for that. I didn't need to feel like a failure or anything. I just like, oh, baby girl. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. And then I got to reevaluate my relationship with food through gratitude and wonder mm. and, and just, mm. oh, oh, don't get me started on food. <laughs> <laughs> me and food are good, good friends now. And um, yeah, it, the impo- I don't know anyone who hasn't suffered at some point in imposter syndrome. I don't know anyone. Yeah. And, and I feel like having compassion for that, being okay, there's some fear here. Mm-hmm. Let's sit with that, you know? And let's take a look at our portfolio and see what a fucking badass artist we are, okay? Let's hold <laughs> both of those things simultaneously. I think that's that's the big piece is where we have to get to understanding that we can have bad body days or whatever it is and we can still create amazing fucking work and help change the world like they're not exclusive like Uh very much i find when people are first like 
I don't know, if they're not doing any sort of self-awareness work or whatever, your brain cannot hold, like it doesn't know that it can hold space for two um, competing yeah. thoughts. And so once you like let people know, like it's not a but, it's an and, you can do this yeah. and this can feel like this. That's okay. Yeah. It's just what it is. Like, I think we sometimes forget how complex it is to be a fucking human right and we're like oh no 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 I should have this figured out listen nobody has it figured out everyone's just making it up as they go Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I feel like being honest about it again like the moment I stopped photoshopping that was a moment of honesty for me yeah and then being more real because I remember my mom she'd be like taking photos of me and I'm like mom I don't want to see those photos because seeing photos of myself snapshots on Facebook was super triggering for my own trauma responses and stuff (laughs) And I'd be like, I don't want to see the photos. She'd be like, what do you mean? You're the body positive queen. You know, and I'm like, I know, mama. And I'm still in recovery. And I'm still in recovery. And so I get to, I get to actually do what's best for me. You yeah. know, and I know that might be complicated to you, but I'm asking for this boundary of please, you know, I don't need to see that photo right now. I'll see it down the line and I'll love it. But I actually have a process now of how I like to see snapshots of myself. You know, it's a more sacred ritual that I get to say how it's going to go down. (laughs) And I think that's really, that in itself is really empowering and something we can even offer our clients. Like, Mm -hmm, absolutely. I think there's a lot of pressure in the business side of running a photography business. Um, Like that's where the difference is between being an entrepreneur and being an artist. Mm -hmm. An entrepreneur is like, okay, it's all about the numbers. It's all about growth. It's all about this. And so it's like, there's a very systematic way that we can get people in, get people out, make this amount of money and Mm -hmm. so on. And so you don't cater to the person's needs necessarily all the time. But I find in being more of the artist side of things that can give you the space and permission to expand or explore different ways for different people on how they want Mm -hmm. to see their images, like give them a sliding scale of different ways that they can view it. Do you want to come in for a reveal and then wait a week before you choose your photos? Or do you want to choose them that day? Or like give people the option, I think is a really, um, really cool thing that we could do for people to honor their complex feelings that they will have. Everyone has them. Everyone has them. And what I was saying about truth too, before is like, I get to be with my clients to be like, this is hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. This is us making steps towards our recovery together because every photo I take heals something in me. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? This is, this is a cool, this is a collaboration, you know, even though, you know, it's energetically, I put everything I have into it and, you know, I can, I don't do that many photo shoots these days because it's just, it is a whole like ceremony. (laughs) It takes everything I have willing, giving it, I willingly give it, but I like to, I like to, to sit with my clients and let them assure them that I know, I know this is scary and I'm so proud I'm so proud you got your ass in the door. Yeah. <laughs> you booked it. You didn't cancel. You showed up. Yeah. And this is hard. And it's also beautiful. And I got you. I got you. You're safe. I know how hard this is and how it can be scary. And, and that, they don't have to think that I'm some like, you know, I know a little bit more about body image. So I'm able to guide them. But I'm no like freaking, you yeah. know, I, I don't need to make any claims that aren't that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm still in recovery. Yeah. And I think all of us are forever. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, as soon as we can make peace with that, there's no final destination. And then everything is like, this feels a little bit more like me. How can I do this more daily? It feels away the other stuff. So then your day becomes more about that healing process gradually. Um, Because, and this is what I talk about in the geode theory book. It's like, if you just smash a geode with a hammer, you're not gonna, you're gonna break all the crystals on the inside. Mm -hmm, But if you slowly mm -hmm. chip away, at mm-hmm. the things that are no longer serving you, then it will reveal the sparkly bits inside. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it changes because that's part of life. Sometimes we feel on top of the world and sometimes we don't. And that is okay. I'm someone who has struggled with depression most of my life, but mm-hmm. since I've gotten a better, um, since I'm more in a line and Stacy is quieter, my depression isn't as steep. 
Mm. It's, it's, it's much more mild. And I even was able, and I'm, this is not, I'm not suggesting people do this, but I was able to get off of my medication, which just, that's my own personal journey with it. Um, but I was so grateful for medication when I was on it. And just cause I've, I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of therapy. Ooh, I've invested in myself. I have invested so much because I see as it, the more I can heal myself, the more incredible I can hold space for others. And that is super exciting. Yeah, I think that's like one of the best things that I've always said is the best thing we can do for our clients is just role model. Like, this is what I have to do for me. And if you like what I'm doing, then I'm more than happy to share what I'm doing. But I'm not here to convince anyone that this is the way it has to be done. Mm -hmm. Right? Does that make sense? I think a lot of times we think like, oh, I need to tell you exactly how to do it. Instead of like, I'll be over here doing this if you find it fascinating. Like I read, uh, I was reading Danielle Laporte's uh, White Hot Truth. I don't know if you've ever read that Mm -hmm. book. But there's like... A paragraph it's not I don't even think it was supposed to be like an important paragraph in the book but there was a part where she talks about going to visit her friend's aunt who was mm-hmm. like kind of witchy or whatever and she's like uh I at started asking questions and like any good teacher she answered only when I asked the question and I was like ooh, because up until that point I had been quite preachy about body image and I was like shit and I stopped reading the book actually after that because I was like I guess that's what I was supposed to take away (laughs) Um, but but it very much triggered I was like yeah I'm not teaching I'm preaching and that's exactly what people are trying to do to me about like you need to change your body you need to lose weight you need to you know eat a certain way I was like oh fuck I'm doing the same thing just in the opposite direction (laughs) so yeah. So I think it's like so important for us just to be like, okay, I'll just be doing my thing. If you have questions, I'll be here. <laughs> exactly. And I, you know, working in these groups, the 12 week groups that I do with folks, and I always say is I don't have the answers. I don't have any answers. I only know, you know, this own personal lived experience of my, myself, but I'm going to tell you who does have the answers. Mm. You but it's helpful to have a guide to help you kind of move towards those answers that are within you that's it yeah and the question like curiosity is yes thing a lot of my courses now that I like body image boot camp and I created one for photographers to work through their business I'm like I'm not really telling you to do anything I'm really just going to ask you questions for 12 weeks Mm -hmm. and then you actually have to be confident in your answers (laughs) Right. And I was like, at first I was like, oh my God, who's going to buy a course where I don't tell them anything where I'm just like, I'm just going to ask you questions for 12 weeks and guide you a little bit. But essentially that to me is the best because then everybody has their own specific outcome. And I think that's the point is is that we're not all meant to do the same things the same way forever. No. Right. And to be confident in the way that we want to do the things. That's where, that's where I think imposter syndrome comes from is that we're all trying to just do the same thing the same way, but then it doesn't feel. That's it, Terry. That's it. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like it feels out of integrity. Obviously, because you're not trying to be yourself. You're trying to be somebody else. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So tell me, so you did mention, obviously you're not shooting as much as you used to um, because of the like energy and uh, time that it takes. And obviously your 12 week groups probably take up a fair chunk of energy and time as well. Um, But one of the things that I've loved to watch is um, you've been doing like with your reels, you'll do like the body dancing and like (laughs) when you go uh, out in nature and things like that and you and your partner, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You'll both just kind of like, love on your bodies a little bit outside like I love how you make time or carve out time and space to share that joy in your body as well so Mm, how how was that for you like the first time you posted a video of your body just like shaking and jiggling and loving in the in the nature well you know honey that really stemmed from the fact I was like oh crap Instagram's changing and I need to learn (laughs) you know because here's the thing Social media has a lot of problems and that's a whole other conversation, but I've always been so fortunate to use social media as working for me. (laughs) 
social media is a free tool where yeah. I get to connect to like-minded people from all over the world. I freaking love it. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm very, very strict about my boundaries on social media. You mm. know, like if you go on my Instagram feed, it's so gorgeous. I follow <laughs> the most incredible people. You know, there's Terry and, you know, there's Lizzo and all my favorite people just feeding me and nourishing me, you know? And so anyways, I see social media as such an incredible tool. I would not have my business if it weren't for that. I just wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm grateful and, you know, I want to keep up even though I don't always know how. So those, those videos were an attempt to figure out how to do reels for myself, ah. but also it was fun. And I was inspired by some other folks that I really love that make gorgeous videos, but I, I don't know how to do that. And I don't really have the inspiration to make like more detailed videos or like vlogging, although I'd love to, I don't have that, the space, the, the mental capacity for that. But yeah, those reels were super fun to go do with my phone. Again, like allowing myself to use my phone instead of like, I don't even know, you know, like camera, I, camera, I don't yeah. want to log this out into the rain and like, I mean, lug it out into the rain. Like, no, I'm just gonna take my phone and my tripod and just go have some fun. And it was really lovely. It was, again, I had to confront myself again, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times I would post the parts of, of the videos that I would take that I thought looked the best, you know, and I witnessed, I, I didn't really witness it at the moment, but with, with Jess Baker, she helped me like get to the point. I was like, oh, yeah, I was totally discarding all of these parts that I didn't thought think looked good. And after I was working with Jess for a while, I went and I took all those parts that I thought didn't look good. And I made a video and I was like, she is so cute. <laughs> And I was able to see it completely different. And this is what I tell my clients all the time. Like, and you know this, everyone knows this really, is that with time, we see things differently. We see our bodies differently. It's just, you know, any photo we see of ourselves as a little teenager, like, oh, baby girl, you know, who couldn't even look at this photo anyway. So I was able to, and now I, I just, I love it. I love it. Well, and I think it it inspires other people to like do the same kind of thing. And now you obviously live in Arizona where it's super beautiful, like weather all the time, but you also do photograph a lot in nature, right? Like um, a lot of, at least the work that I've seen of yours. So what is it about nature that inspires you with bodies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that took me actually, I was really afraid to go into nature. Cause I was always studio. I fell in love in the studio photographing now bodies. Now you take your lights outside. Now I take my lights outside, but that was a big step, Terry. That was like yeah. in about, I want to say 2013, maybe 2014 when I finally got this gorgeous light, a pro photo like that I could take out with a softbox to the desert. Oh my gosh. Now I can make this whole desert my studio. Yeah. And what is so gorgeous about it to me is just that concert of beauty. We don't judge, we don't judge nature for being so diverse and gorgeous, you know? <laughs> and so to put a human in that is, it was, it was a big, beautiful step for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's something that I love to do. I actually just got rid of my studio. So now I'm like, now I get to play outside a lot more, um, which I live in Winnipeg though. So like, we only get summer for about four months and not even two months. And then it's like, now we're into winter again. So I'm like, I have to capitalize when I can, but there's something so beautiful about seeing bodies in nature, because just what you said, it's almost like they become nature Mm -hmm. instead of like, there is a subject and there is the background. It's like, no, your roles blend in with the roles of the hills or your hair blends in with the trees and the shrubs. You know what I mean? Like all of these things is like, I'm made of the same stuff as this. And I think all of this is fantastic and amazing and science and magic and all of this beauty. So why am I not? And so I think helping people correlate the two things in the form of a photo is like amazing uh, and beautiful to do. Um, I really feel like nature likes it. I always tell my clients more out in nature. I'm like, can you feel the desert thanking you right now? Cause she's blown away by the gorgeousness that's happening right now. I love <laughs> Cause that. I do. I feel like the saguaros even like perk up a little bit. They're like, who <laughs> we're making beauty together. We're like, they're in collaborating here. in the art. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do that next time I go and put my naked. I was just in a, a patch of fi- wild flowers and I was mm. like, there's a bunch of bugs. <laughs> but I was like, it's okay. Just focus. You're fine. And yeah, next time I'll be like, oh, they're, they're dancing around me because they want to be part of it. <laughs> they're so excited. These mosquitoes just want to be in the shot. <laughs> It'll help me like be like, oh no, that's one definitely biting my vulva. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so what's next for you? What kind of like, where do you see things going for you if you are a futuristic person? Like, what do you want to, what else do you want to create um, mm. to help celebrate bodies and sensuality and um, humanness, I guess? Well, photography forever. Yeah. You know, like doing less photography is because I want to show up full for the people I work with, I feel you know, and I've learned over time that that requires more energy. Yeah. So I get to really nourish myself so that I can really just, because <clears throat> it's important to me. Yeah. I love my projects always. Um, I just completed a book called the crone body and it's all humans over 60, mostly women with this badass poem by Maya Luna about like how to be a sexually empowered crone. You got to embrace your inner hag, you know, like it's just oh, it's so gorgeous. I, I cried. I literally went like I did the reel of me going through it and I, and I literally was like in tears because it was so powerful. And like, I just got goosebumps again, but like, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my God, I remember just like, oh yeah, it's a full book. You know, I want to support Jade. And then I opened it and I was like, oh, (laughs) so beautiful because it's like, while my body doesn't look like that yet, Mm -hmm. I know that it will. And to see that representation is so Mm -hmm. important to see those bodies in love Mm -hmm. and holding each other and like powerful and strong is like, you don't have to fear aging. You don't have to fear body changes that come with aging. And like, there's so much power that comes along with that. So everybody go get it. We'll put a link in the notes. So much power and beautiful. Like, and again, like most of those models were so scared, you know, but, but brave, like, okay, I'm going to do this. I know, I know they were listening to that inner, that inner ancient wisdom and got themselves to participate in that. And, and then when you, then when you put them all together, yes. it's just like you're making the forest, right? And then the, something inside of them heals. And while all the folks that are witnessing those images, something inside of them heals too. But I was just so hungry to see older bodies. I've grown up around women who are always wanting to lie about their age. And I've always been so um, confused. There's nothing wrong with that. Folks get to do whatever they want to do. But I was always really confused. Like, why are they lying about their age? Is there something wrong with being a bigger number? Like, what yeah. is this? I want to be like, yes, I'm 70. I have made it this that's far. That's the thing. I'm like, uh, the alternative to aging is way worse. Yes. You know, I'm is. like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I just, I like so many folks in, in my book are like in their 80s who still travel the world and just, Oh, so juicy. And so I really wanted that. So I'm going to, yeah, Terry, I, I want to continue photographing those stories that I, I, my body is hungry for. I, I just that. love photographing all the things that I didn't see growing up and getting more spiritual with this body image stuff. I've been, mm. I'm, I'm creating this, um, breath work series around body image. Cause it's just fun. <laughs> I love, I just love being a group of folks who are doing spiritual stuff to connect to their beautiful bodies. And then maybe we take some photos because yeah. that I do believe as, as, as humans, or at least this is my experience that I came to earth to witness beauty. Cause I have the ability to make art of it. I have the ability to see something gorgeous and make art of it and hold space and be like, I see it. I see you, mama nature. <laughs> Thank you. You know, yeah. she wants me to utilize that. She doesn't want me going around hating it all. She wants me like, oh my gosh, can you believe <laughs> gorgeous this is? Yeah. You know? And I can make art of it so I can show you. That's what we have as humans to do. Yeah. We get to witness the, the beauty and then hold it up. And share it. Yeah. Share it. I think that's something that like a big a big transition in my work has been similar to that, where it's like I don't want to 
shoot what I think I have to shoot. I want to shoot what I'm being called to shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that will change because as I evolve, my work has to evolve with me. Some people are very good at um, systematically setting things aside. I've realized I'm not one of those people. No, honey, you are an expander. You are just always. I was like, like, otherwise it's going to like kill my soul for sure. And so um, so that was like watching you do that and putting out these beautiful photo books and things like that again has like just proven to me that it can be done right and that this is uh, like you kind of are that lighting the path for me to be able to do that as well so thank you for that which is beautiful so you've done a few different photo projects though so what was the very first like photo book project that you did I've only had two the first one was the bodies of mothers ah uh, yes mm-hmm beautiful and that one I do have as well (laughs) I'm like I'm not even a mother but I was like I think that was when yeah because that's the one you maybe talked about in the embrace documentary yeah Yeah, so it was after that I was like I need to see what this is about and then I went I was like I need more of this in my life so I bought that so um do you like the process of creating books If I had a team I was working with, I think, yes, but I did it all by myself. So not so much, but I'll tell you what, the end product makes me so happy. Like I package up all the books that I, that I ship out and I just, I'm like, mm, I kiss like everyone. I'm just like, oh, it's so exciting to send this out. It's so exciting to send these out. So yeah, yeah it was hard work, but you know what? A lot of things are hard, you know, and truly there were so many beautiful moments within the hard is worth it. I know there's a third book coming. I just don't know what it is yet, Uh but yeah, it's worth it. uh, Put me on the pre-order list because I'll do that. uh, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even care what it is. Self-publishing, you know, there's all kinds of things that you could look at it negatively. And I was like, no. I had this opportunity to do this, you know, and there's an opportunity. And I also got to take my time. So my first book, I did really quick because I don't know what the heck I was doing. And I, mm. I did a Kickstarter campaign and it went really, really well. And I, I felt so guilty that people were giving me their money. I was just this chick in Arizona, you know, like, do you guys? And, and so like, I stressed, stressed, stressed and I did it all so quick. And I'm it, amazing. I took a long time with this book. <laughs> of course, COVID hit and everything. So there was things that made bumps in the road, but I also just stress. I was like, I'm going to take the time I need for this beauty. Instead of like, it should be this and it should be that. I know folks are willing to be patient and I'm so grateful. And so, yeah, that that's what I learned with that one. I was like, that's good advice for me. <laughs> because I'm uh like I'm on um, my second book is in public like publication right or like it's being published right now and I'm like but I just want it out already like I don't want to take my time re-editing and I don't want to it's so like tedious but this uh, okay fine I'm hearing the message thank you <laughs> hearing the message honey and even shipping I tell folks I'm like thank you for your patience don't take a minute because I'm doing this album myself <laughs> I think that is something beautiful about that where you like touch every book that you send out to people it's, and it's it it's is a mini like ceremony a for labor me. of love that's yeah that's not just like I created it now go go over there and get it kind of thing it is like mm-hmm. a no you get one and you get one and yeah it's like you're the Oprah <laughs> book you know yeah it is because I, I I do I want that book to me represent little just little seeds Here's your little seed that you get to germinate however feels good to you. But this is your little seed to remember your ancient wisdom. I I do believe our ancient wisdom loves to be seen as beautiful. You know, it's like, hello, I've been evolving forever. Can you please appreciate this? (laughs) Please. Like, just give me a fucking shot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's why I always tell people, like, your body's literally, like, doing its job if you're, like, listening to me or reading this or whatever it is. It's, like, it's doing its job. That's pretty cool. Perfectly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Awesome. So is there anything else that you would like to maybe let people know? Or, wait, you mentioned about breathwork. So let's go there for a second and maybe give people a little breathwork activity that they can do. (laughs) Um, 
to get in tune with their body. Like even if they're just sitting, listening to this or driving their car, just don't close your eyes if you're driving. Yep. But um, like wherever they are, that they can do this quick little thing to just kind of connect to their bodies. Do you have any tools like that that would be beneficial? Well, I resisted breath work and meditation for a long time, a long time. And I always suspected it would be very helpful for my personal makeup and my own healing journey. And it does. It's very like, what, start, a, what a shocker. What a shocker. It, it's like slowing stunning. down is good for you. What? <laughs> Being present and in gratitude <laughs> for this body. Um, so I, oh my goodness. So if you're walking or even driving, just... I do this with my son, you know, like when he's stressed out, I'm like, okay, baby, did you take your breaths today? You know, it's just, and I do open mouth breathing. So it's just, you know, you can take three, just big, big belly breaths. So, you know, like, you know, the, just like the big belly breaths. And also with my particular, so when I do breath work, I have to lay down. So my, mm. my, my ritual is to lay down. I do five to 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have big open mouth breathing with really good music. And, um, but it's when you're breathing, part of it is to release the nervous system fight or flight. So it's like, oh, shake your body, shake it up. <laughs> or maybe you need to like, you know, several times throughout the day, things will be really frustrating for me. And I've learned my body knows now that that frustration is not life or death, yeah. but like we want to move it out of our body, you know? Yeah. You know, whether it was the post office took too long. So I get back in my car and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's yes, fine. Shake it out. <sighs> and connecting with that gorgeous breath and, and allowing yourself to look really weird too. You know, like you're going to look really strange doing this. Allow it. Get somewhere safe where you can and, and just blah, 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 shake it off. <laughs> breathe. But in my breath work practice, when I lay down, you know, it's deep breathing. It's, it's, it can be uncomfortable at first and then yeah, lots of shaking and screaming. I love it. <laughs> I think, I think that's one of the things that people, um, and women, uh, people socialize as women specifically because we've been taught to suck our stomachs in forever. Mm -hmm. that when it comes time to actually do a deep breath, if you've never done an actual deep breath, like right down into the diaphragm, like your stomach Thank obviously you. is going to expand and people don't like that because then your pants feel tight and then you're like and then this is where i encourage people yeah do that and then listen to what thought comes up oh mm, i'm like fat. That, oh what does that mean why do you think that's bad you mm -hmm. know and even if you are like what does that mean you know and so then you can use it as an intentional space of question and curiosity to kind of work through those things because you can't because we've been shallow breathing we're in a constant state of anxiety more yeah. than we need to be. Yeah, definitely like learning breath work has helped me significantly. Anytime I feel like the defensiveness come up when somebody comments something and I'm like, oh, I need to go in and I need to like prove me, prove myself right. I'm like, wait, just let's just mm -hmm. do a little bit of a breath. And then it's like, mm -hmm. we don't need to do that. You know, like yeah. just the breathing alone can keep you emotionally regulated to do the thing that will be in alignment with who you want to be yeah. instead of the defense mechanism that you inherited when you were like little. Yeah. I, I highly like my daily practice and I always have my hands on my body. It might be mm -hmm. on belly and heart, or it might be my face, you know, just tenderly holding and inevitably always every single breath work towards the end. I just, it comes through me massively. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you, beautiful body. Thank you. And I have this flood. I can feel it from my heart, you know, mm. deep in, I can just feel this gratitude. Thank you. I spent most of my life wishing you were different. And now mm -mm. we lay here, we breathe hands on body. Thank you. Thank you. And I cry pretty much every single time. It just uh. lots of release and yeah. Beautiful. Stuff. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to, I'll be on the lookout for your breath work. Uh, yes. Is yeah. it going to be a course? Um, probably not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do some, I have this free offering. I do some like zoom circles for free. Hey. Right. Yeah. I, I teach like basics, but I want to do in person. I want to do in person. Oh my I'm God. learning how to play the didgeridoo and I want to like, I, want to I have sound singing healing. bowls. We could have like a, a jam session of like spiritual sounds. <laughs> and, we, and, and then we, you know, talk and share and, and then oh. group photo shoot. 
because group photo shoots are my favorite. Uh, when you do that, tell me I will literally okay. come down for that. Make it in the winter though when it's cold here. So then I have somewhere to go. That's I know, hard. honey. You might want to consider doing your winters over here in Tucson. You know what well, I'm saying? You can I, have the desert all winter long. I do like Arizona. I will not <laughs> lie about that. So hopefully I'll get to see you when I'm down there in September. Oh, uh, I will try my best to make some time for that. Um, though I'll be in Scottsdale or Phoenix. I don't know where. I don't know where I'm going, but uh it's fine. But we'll we'll find our way to each other at some point, I'm sure. Sounds good. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so before you leave, where can people find you uh, and follow you and uh, like get in the know about like when you do like the free offerings or when you start doing the in-person ones? Uh, what what do you have a newsletter or like? Well, you can find me in your heart. I'm the person that's telling you that you're beautiful. <laughs> but other than that, you can find me my website, jadebeal.com. That's two L's, be all you can be. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter. I don't do a whole lot of newsletter stuff, but when I do my free offerings, I do send out a newsletter to remind folks to join me because they're super fun being in community, talking about body image, yeah. you know, getting in touch with your breath, doing a meditation all together. It feels good. It just feels good. It really and, does. Like sacred circles yeah. are so important. Yeah. That's essentially what body image boot camp has become. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly, it's like just like honey. let's just like it's like the paradise that I envision. Well, there's this picture behind me that people listening to this can't see, but there's like uh -huh. women. This is this is not my photo, but somebody took this with all these beautiful, like naked so bodies, like yes. in the water and on the rocks. And I'm like. That to me is like the ideal situation where we can just exist judgment free mm -hmm. and be with each other and hold space for all the complexity of all the things and just like laugh until our bellies hurt and cry until we're exhausted and just so much empathy and love for everything. And it's just so beautiful. You feel less alone. You get to hear people like me. People assume so many things about me. Oh, Jay and Hazard, body image issues, just all, no, oh, I'm a human not. being in recovery. <laughs> And it's beautiful yeah. and it's okay. So yeah, circles are beautiful. Thanks I for doing it. the work you do, Terry. Love you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. That is it for today. And I will see you next week. Before we fully jump in, I want to take a moment to remind you of the Beyond the Body member site. This is a space where I share daily different writings, uh, sometimes voice notes, and beautiful things to live an intentional, empowering life. Uh, so it's only $8 a month, and it does help to uh, facilitate this podcast, which is amazing. But more importantly, it allows you to get to know me on a whole different level than what you normally would see on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, while I share quite a bit of myself on those platforms, this one goes even a little bit deeper. And so this is specifically for folks who are looking for an, an intentional, and I use that word because it just doesn't happen across your newsfeed. You do have to log in, you do have to show up, and you do have to engage with the content. Uh, but we have monthly challenges and really fun things to help you just become more self-aware and empowered and you know get closer to body and self-love which is obviously my jam so check it out you can head to the website terryhoffer.com and click on the beyond the body member sign up and just see what it's all about all right let's get into the episode